0: All right, friends, serious and important gospel and a message tonight, but I I always laugh when this gospel reading comes up because I can't stop this thought from coming into my mind. What if we had John the Baptist as part of our welcoming committee, right? You know, so we had three wonderful women tonight, you know, Sophia, Ari, Olivia, they're super, super nice. You come to mass, they're handing you your worship aid. But what if it was like Sophia and Ari, and then John the Baptist, okay, right, because you have this wild figure, right, this guy, you know, crazy hair, I'm sure, right, clothed in Campbell's hair, right, and his message is a little different than, hey, so glad you're here, welcome to All Saints Chapel, right, no, it's repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And then for some of us, probably for me, more than anyone else, it's you brood of vipers who warned you to flee the coming wrath. And then it's like, oh, and we'll have some snacks after mass. So be sure to hang out and fellowship with us. Right. So so what's going on? I just love that. Right. Um, Remember last week, first Sunday of Advent, the gospel, the gospel and the readings, the message is is stay awake or for our purposes, honestly, wake up. Right, wake up to this holy season. The message this week is repent. Right, repent. Or for our purposes, get serious about this. We got to get serious about this. We're not playing games. And, and why is that? Right, well, if you go back to John the Baptist on our welcoming committee, right. I don't know why we come to Mass That's a good question for all of us to ask ourselves and answer. And I hope you all feel welcome because you're very welcome here. But I hope you come for more than just the idea of being welcomed. I hope that we come to Mass to be changed. And if we come to be changed, we'll be changed by an encounter with Jesus Christ. Servant of God, Archbishop Fulton Sheen, right? He said, No encounter with Christ is ever neutral. Test that one. Look in the scriptures. There is not a neutral encounter with Jesus Christ. People are radically drawn to him or they reject him. But there is no bland, like, I don't know, whatever. No encounter with Christ is neutral. So we should come to mass with the idea that I will encounter Jesus, and in that encounter, I will be changed. Because encountering Him is significant. That's why this season is significant. It's not just quiet, peaceful waiting. No, Bishop Barron he had a great line. He said, "Advent is best understood as a preparation for a revolution." There it is. Advent is best understood as a preparation for a revolution. Revolution, an overturning, an upheaval. Something has to change, right? C.S. Lewis, when he talked about the incarnation, he said that's God dropping behind enemy lines. Of course, he was saying those words in the midst of World War II, and so people understood the necessity of that, but when you really think about what the incarnation is, when you think about what Christmas is, I know it's all, it can be peaceful as a little baby and it's cute and everything and all that's fine but there's something much bigger going on there than just that it can't just only be that this is god dropping behind enemy lines in enemy occupied territory which is what the sinful world is and god clandestinely surprisingly drops behind enemy lines, to start a revolution. And of course, it's the revolution of grace. It's not like worldly battles. It's so much bigger and so much better. His grace coming to work a revolution in each of our hearts to change things. That means the status quo has to go. That's why the readings we have today, especially the first reading, is all about things that would seem so set and stable being overturned. So we have to be ready for that revolution. But you can only be ready if you get ready. That's Advent. This time to get ready so that the status quo in our own hearts can go. And go it must. When John the Baptist shows up and his first word is repent. Now, we have, I'm sure that signifies certain things in people's minds. If you saw someone who was saying repent, right, it's usually a negative tone, kind of an accusatory tone. And, and certainly there is some of that that we need to be called out because we're all sinners, right? And that's okay if we're called out for our sinfulness. Right? But there's something that's much more positive in this. Jesus uses the word to, repent. And in the Greek, it's, it's always this. It's metanoiete, right? Metanoiete, which literally means, literally means to go beyond the mind you have. Meta, beyond, nous, mind. Metanoiete, you all go beyond the mind you have. So repentance isn't just acu- accusation. It's an invitation to expand, to see that there's new possibility, but new possibility not of our own making, because then nothing really changes. New possibility because God is coming, because the one who can overturn set and stable things, the one who can change the way things are, the one who can change us, Is coming that's the first reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah we see the one who comes the Messiah who comes who establishes himself and not by the way exactly in just peaceful terms he shall strike the ruthless with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked justice shall be the band around his waist faithfulness a belt upon his hips So he establishes himself and his rule. But then this, all these juxtapositions of opposites. Then the wolf shall be the guest of the lamb. That doesn't happen. And the leopard shall lie down with the kid. And that doesn't happen. The calf and the young lion shall browse together. And that doesn't happen. With a little child to guide them. And that doesn't happen. The cow and the bear shall be neighbors. Together their young shall rest. The lion shall eat hay like the ox. The baby shall play by the cobra's den. And the child shall lay his hand on the adder's lair. And none of that can happen unless there's a real revolution. Unless things that seem so set and stable aren't so set and stable. Okay, take that to our own hearts. What's set and stable in you? I'll always be this way. I'll never be that way. I can't change this about me. What is set and stable? Where have you settled into a status quo? Well, my friends, Jesus comes to work a revolution. He comes with his grace to change us and to do things that we cannot do on our own. That's what we say yes to in this Advent season. We prepare the way. Is it necessary to prepare? You bet it is. You bet it is. We actually have to want this. You know, think back last week. Stay awake. Stay awake. Okay. And then this week, repent. Get ready, right? Take it serious, prepare. Think back when you were a little kid and your mom would come into your room to wake you up for school. It wasn't just wake up. It was wake up, get ready. Wake up, it's time to get ready. You actually have to move. If you woke up and you just sat in your bed And then your mom comes back 20 minutes later and is like, no, you got to get ready. (laughs) can't just wake up. Let's get ready. Okay, same thing for us in this. The Lord wants to wake us up, for sure. But he also wants us to get ready, to do our part. And what does that look like? Friends, so much of receiving the revolution that God wants to work in our hearts is our willingness to trust him. With the things that seem so stable. Every one of us has certain things where we're like, I'll never change. That'll never be different. I can't grow in that way. This is too much for me. This is too hard for me. And we settle into this status quo where we're not living in relationship with Jesus Christ. Where we're not drawing from his strength. But we're simply existing one day to the next. One day to the next. Someone could even call into question whether or not we're living a Christian life. Like, do we live as if Jesus Christ was really risen from the dead, that he really loves us, that he's really active in our hearts? Well, can you bring your heart to him and say, Lord, this Advent, I want to be more awake to what you want from me, but I also want to get ready For when you come, not if, but when. And the best way for us to do that, I really do believe, is if we can lay our hearts upon this altar and trust him with those things that seem far beyond us. Could be a personal struggle that you have, could be a lack of something, could be a fear about the future. Whatever it may be, Jesus is asking you to trust him with that. Truly give it to him. Give it over to him. He welcomes that gift. Because he does welcome us. He welcomes us as we are with all our faults and foibles. With all our limitations. All our hesitations. He welcomes us. But he also wants our encounter with him to change us. That we would leave here not just welcomed, that's not enough. That we would leave here changed by having met him. So my friends, may the love of Jesus, that revolutionary love, change you and I tonight.